right, good Thursday afternoon, everyone. I'm Andrew Dowd of Sarners and Associates, and this is another episode of the Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. The Happening in the Hamptons podcast is sponsored by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com or TitleInsurance.com. So we are joined, as always, by Steve Glick, Dave Retiner, and today Drew Green, who is based out of our Bridgehampton office. Guys, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Drew, I want to start with you. Uh, you've been You've been in the real estate game since, what, 1997? Yes, sir. So you've kind of seen the market fluctuate, the ebbs and flows of, of the Hamptons over the last 20 plus years. So talk to us a little bit about what you've seen as far as you know what the Hamptons market looked like when you got into it, how it's changed, and what you're seeing now and how you think that'll kind of apply to the future. Uh, well, certainly over 25 years, the Hamptons market has really changed quite a bit. Uh, when I first got into the business, we were doing business on... Uh, you know, Rolodexes with the listings yeah. and the computers were, were in play, but you, you had very limited information. You had a bedroom and bathroom count. You had the street address. Uh, you might have square footage, and that was pretty much it. And today, the information that uh, brokers and, for that matter, the customers have at their fingertips is, is tremendous versus when I first got into the business. It's changed a lot. Mm. How about pricing? I mean, I'm sure... Pricing is certainly changed a lot. Uh, we were talking earlier about when I first got into the business, the first listing I ever took was a, a $210,000 little <laughs> cottage uh, on a half acre parcel. And uh, today that I, I drove by that house actually not too long ago. It's still in the same condition. And uh, obviously being having had to do some research in that neighborhood recently, the homes that are similar around it are going for around a million dollars today. So, wow. you know, that's a five-fold increase over the Good 20- investment if you bought back then. Yes, yeah. absolutely. When wow. you were looking at properties back then, did it feel like they were really expensive back then? Like when you saw a property back then, were you like, wow, that's astronomically expensive. You know, I can't believe people pay that. Like, I, as I feel that way now, and then I'm thinking... You know, maybe back then that's how everyone always feels, you know? Well, absolutely. When I first got into the business in, in 1997, interestingly enough, uh, I thought I was getting in late into the game. I said, oh my goodness, the market has been on an upward trend for the last four years, five <laughs> years. And uh, I was concerned that we were in due for a uh, downturn. Uh, lo and behold, that little did I know we were just getting in at the beginning. Uh, turned out the, the first house I ever sold was an oceanfront house. And back then, that was kind of a legendary story. The first house I ever sold was a guy that walked in on a Sunday, hot Sunday afternoon in July, and and uh, you know, a couple months, six months later, he ended up buying a house from me on the ocean for four million dollars uh, on the ocean on Flying Point Road, huh. and that was a, a, a story that a lot of brokers still remind me of today. And that house today is, give or take, worth about $20 million. So people would just walk in. They wouldn't even, there's no online hits. There's no social media. They just walk into the office and... <laughs> One house, they, please. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like to order a house. Exactly. There was uh, what we called uptime, and brokers sure. used to fight for what we call uptime. It still exists today, but there, it's not the, certainly the significance that it used to be. And, um, go ahead. And what were they looking for? Like, I know we have a, a new construction boom right now. Everyone, you know, a lot of people want turnkey new construction. What was the trend back then in 97 or, you know, in the early 2000s? When I first got into the business, interestingly enough, the what the term shabby chic, a lot of people seem to like the shabby chic. Shabby they like, chic, okay. They like the cottage. <laughs> they like the old world. Oh, ah. they, they like the old world Hamptons. Today, 
you know, I think people yeah. like the aesthetics of what the old world looked like, but they want shiny and new. Yeah, that's yeah. they. Yeah. That's torn down now, and that's yeah. shiny and yes. new with that maybe yeah. classical feel is. Yeah. you know, it's new. It's crazy. right. Um, so. All right, so we, we've talked a little bit about what it was like. So if people are looking now, they're in the market now, and they're saying, well, look, Drew, we're, we're in the upswing. It's The market's hot. I'm going to wait for it to go down. But, I mean, do you still buy now? Like, What do you tell people that are in the market now that are saying the prices are all the way up here, and I'm going to wait till they come down a little bit? Well, I take a long-term approach to my real estate business, and I advise a lot of my customers to look at it from a long, long-term approach. And if, if you are doing that, you can't lose, in my opinion. Uh, once again, if you follow the stock market, uh, interestingly enough, last night I looked to see what the stock market had done since I got in the business versus uh, what it is today. It's up, give or take, about three and a half fold since, uh, since I got in the business. And interestingly enough, real estate real has estate also is. done the same. Mm. So yes, real estate long term is going to go up. It's going to go down. But if you're a long term player, it's always going to go up in the end. And so, you, even buying now, even though we're kind of at like a, you know, we're in a seller's market, even buying now over the next 10, 20 years is still, in your opinion, a seller's Absolutely. If you, if you see yourself using the home over the next 10 years, I can't see that there's any way you can. And you've seen it. a lot of trends happening. I mean, you, you said you were, when you started, there was the internet um, bubble right, first. Right. And then 9-11 happened. And now we're in the COVID-19 era. So you're, you're seeing a You've been around all these trends. What do you? What? What's the overall outcome from from these trends? Well, the, to your point, the uh, when I first got into the business, the dot com bubble had just happened. Uh, mm-hmm. The real estate boom of the Hamptons in the eighties, which really was pretty much the first boom that uh, that happened, uh, had happened, and things had turned down. And then, starting in the mid nineties, they started to slowly climb, and it. Of course, the next boom was after 9 11. 9 really saw a big boom out here, in that people were concerned that you know terrorist attack were imminent in the city. Uh, so there was a big rush to come out here, and that really uh, drove our market for a good five years out here. Uh, and then, of course, uh, 2008 happened, and we had a downturn. Mm-hmm. And you know, frankly speaking, for about Two and a half years, three years, it was soft. And then, you know, 2012, 2013, it really started to build again. And uh, 2015, the numbers were out, outstanding. Yeah. But to yeah. your point, even if you bought in 2003, 2005, and, you know, the bubble burst in 2008, even if, in theory, your investment had taken a downturn, it's still up from where Absolutely. it would have been when you initially bought, and that's Absolutely. what you're talking long term. Absolutely, it's like steps. It goes, it goes up, and then you know, may, might go down a bit, but then long term, once again, it's always up, mm-hmm. long term. Well, you also pay it off, like so. Eventually, you know, I, you know, I know pe- I, a lot of people. You know, they went to high school with their parents or whatever. You know, they're sitting on mil- a, few, a few million dollars worth of real estate, but it's just, it's, it's not like they're heavily invested in real estate. They just, it's paid off. Thirty years has gone by, right? And now you have this wonderful asset that they can rent or they could sell it, or, and it's, you know, you hear all these. You know, I, I just heard a story the other day about um, uh, an agent who has a. Uh, a friend in the city who's been renting in the city uh, for like 40 years or something like that. And, 
you know, they just, they had to leave recently. And, you know, they, they, they've been paying into this system for 40 years, this rental system, and then at the end, nothing. And if you can really wrap your mind around, you know, 30 years going by and then it's paid off, you, you're, you're, to your point, you just can't lose. I mean, especially yeah. in the Hamptons. Agreed. And to your point as well, the, the interesting thing about real estate in my eyes is that unlike other commodities, you get to use it. You get to enjoy it. You know, yeah, that's words, true too. You, if you got gold, if you have silver, if you have a stock, you know, yes, it's an investment, and yes, you might have some appreciation in it. But in the meantime, you don't get to swim in it. You don't get to. Mm-hmm. You don't get to go to the beach in it. You, you know, with it, you. These are things that you can actually you can enjoy it, and for that matter, it gives you the flexibility, as you said. You can also rent it and generate additional income off of it. Mm-hmm. So, so bring gold to the beach real estate is is really, frankly, very <laughs> flexible in that sense. Um, so, listen, we I mean, week in week out, we keep talking about how the the market, the numbers are just crazy, and you know, we always give a breakdown with Steve of what the numbers are doing. But this week, Steve, we're we're up even more <laughs> over where we were last week and the week before. It just it's, it's kind of like it, it, the it, yeah, it's incredible what's happening in twenty twenty one. Um, over the past couple of weeks, we were seeing 55 deals, 55, 54, all in the 50s. Um, this past week, uh, we eclipsed that and we uh, saw uh, 71 listings go into contract from West Hampton to Montauk. 71. That's an incredible number. And when you compare that to the same week last year, there were only 24, which is normal for a January. More than almost three times. So, yeah, we're looking at the year-over-year increase is 195% versus last year. Um, so this is wild. Seventy-one. It's a it's a big number. Um, we're excited about it. It's it's great to see the breakdown of these transactions. There was two between ten and twenty. So big properties are trading two between eight and ten, uh, four between six and eight million, eight between four and six million, twenty-one between two and four million, and thirty-four under two million dollars. And then again, we always pay close attention to the listings coming onto the market. This past week, there were. 32 listings coming onto the market. So we have 71 going into contract. It leaves a deficit of 39 listings. So inventory is definitely on the decline um, compared to the number of properties uh, going into contract. The breakdown of those 32 new listings that are coming onto the market, there's one over 20 million, five between 10 and 20 million, two between six and eight million, three between four and six million, eight between two and four million, six between one and two, and seven under uh, under $1 million. Out of all those listings, we, we Saunders launched uh, quite a few of those listings, but one in particular I wanted to highlight today is listed with Drew Green. It's 3 Halsey Path in Southampton Village. This property is over 10,000 square feet, has house, pool, and tennis, right? That's everything yep. you want. It's got yep. it all. Movie theater, all the amenities, the gym, this is priced at $10.95 million. I know, Drew, you're getting tons of activity on this. Just tell us more about this property, what makes it so special. Well, it's, it's, it is a terrific property. I think aesthetically, it's very pleasing. Uh, it's got that classic, traditional Hamptons old world feel, yet it, once again, also has all the modern amenities that one might want. It's got all the bells and whistles. It's got the movie theater. It's got the gym. It's got the sauna. It's you know got a, a living room with two fireplaces. It's got the high ceilings. It's got all the light pouring into it. It looks over farm fields. Mm. And all this a mere three quarters of a mile to the ocean beach. It this is, is a so, great spot. Yeah, it's so gorgeous. We, uh, me and Steve um, toured this thing. 
and it's just so beautiful there. I mean, it's just overwhelming how uh, well constructed the house is. And then what you were just saying, it's like so classy looking on the outside, but then everything is so modernized on the inside. So it checks off that box for people looking for the new construction. Plus you talk about that, that investment that you can use. I mean, yeah. this has everything you would want in, it, in an investment in a, in a house. I mean, it, it does, inclusive of uh, the home office that one might want to work from home. Mm-hmm. The master suite has a very generous and uh, gracious uh, sitting room slash office that uh, one can conduct all their business from. Got a little gym down there, billiard room down the lower yeah, level. Ping it's pong got it all. The, and the yeah, amenities. Cool. We talk about the amenities. That's what the people tennis. are looking for now, just to have every, every, all the boxes checked off. And this one certainly has that. So it's a great property, 1.3 acres. Um, 1.43 1.43, sorry about that. <laughs> 1.43 and three quarters of a mile to the beach. Right, yeah, but true, in, in a normal market, in a normal market, a property that's over 10 million, I mean, showings aren't very frequent. Is that safe to say in a normal market? Would you say in this market you're getting the, a lot more calls than, you know? Excellent point, Dave. Dave, the, what had been driving our market pre-COVID was really the modestly priced homes of, uh, you know, a million to $2 million homes were really driving our market. And since COVID, the higher end of the market, the $5 million plus, the $10 million plus homes are really starting to move. And uh, this, is, this is, of course, in that category. And yeah, the, the demand to see this home has been tremendous. Hmm. I want to, I want to, Drew, I'm just curious. We, we talk about the past, the future, what the market is right now. Uh, you know, typically the, the winter season isn't when we start seeing numbers in, in the 50s and the 70s. Um, you know, we've, we've yeah, certainly covered this. Yeah, it's time to relax in the Yeah. So what do you see as far as the summer selling season? What do you think that that looks like? Do you think things intensify? Do you think people have bought their homes now and they're going to be out here enjoying them? Well, I... A lot of agents I speak to um, agree that this pandemic has kind of turned our market on its head in that mm-hmm. sense that be- people are going to continue to work from home mm-hmm. and f- work from their residence because they realize they can. Right. You know, Z- Zoom Zoom meetings are the norm now, and I suspect that that's going to continue. And it's going to free people up to continue to stay out here. They won't have to go back to the city as frequently, and they can conduct their business from home. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the consensus among my associates is that this is going to be a trend that's going to continue. Mm-hmm. And I thus think it's going to drive our market for the next couple of years. And is it not just because people want to be able to do that, but also the companies, these large companies that rent that used to rent out these offices, they, they now realize they don't have to do that. Exactly. Can, Exactly. Yeah. They realize they don't need the space that you're speaking of. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think uh, Hampton's commercial real estate, or excuse me, uh, New York City commercial real estate has suffered accordingly. And, uh, you know, it's that money has come out here in residential real estate in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, three Halsey Path, Southampton, uh, great listing. So if you're interested in checking that out, certainly go to saunders.com and give Drew a call. Uh, but I want to send it over to Dave now with... Your favorite part of the podcast, the weekly breakdown of That's what is right. happening in the Hamptons. That's Dave. right. It's happening in the Hamptons time. It's a good weekend. I have some virtual events and one in-person event that you can also do virtually. Uh, I've attended a few virtual events now, and i got to say, you really feel a sense of community when you do it. So 
uh, you know, if you're bored at home and you want to do something virtually, I recommend doing it. Uh, my favorite one right now is the uh, Bay Street Virtual Sip and Sing, where you and a group of crazy people all get together on Zoom and sing show tunes from Broadway uh, together while you sip whatever beverage you want from the comfort of your own home. That's happening February 19th. So you know the singing gets better the longer that goes on. Yes, that, <laughs> so that happens February 19th at 5 p.m. I will not be attending that because I cannot sing. Uh, and then the second uh, event is a is a guided meditation at the Roger, Rogers Memorial Library in Southampton. That's happening February 20th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. with Mary Salmon. Yes, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and then the third event is the Art Center at Duck Creek in Springs, which is really cool. Um, it's such an authentic spot in Springs. It's like it's kind of like a barn area that's uh, in like a field, and they promote local artists and they promote uh, you know local musicians and things like that. Um, but this weekend they're going to start featuring. Uh, a bunch of local artists uh, that you can, and, and they also are going to have a camera that you can zoom in and see the art if you want. But I would really recommend going in person to this one because a lot of it's outdoors and you, you'll be totally fine uh, with that. And those are my three picks. You guys stay classy out there in the Hamptons. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, Drew, thanks so much for joining us and the insight and your time. We appreciate it. Um, once again, the Happening in the Hamptons podcast is sponsored by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com or TitleInsurance.com. That's it for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm Andrew Dowd, and that is what's happening in the Hamptons.